Welcome back, mommy mates, and happy 2022 New Year's. I hope that everyone had a blessed, fulfilling, and healthy holiday season. I hope you spotted a few miracles around you. I know that I did. With the Omicron surge, my biggest miracle was surviving the holidays without a COVID cancellation of plans. So last year, my family wasn't so lucky. It was our first Christmas without my dad, and my sisters and I were already feeling a little pensive and raw, like only grief can make you feel at the holidays. My nieces and nephews had spent that morning with the opposite side of family members who had a COVID test pending, and they incorrectly assumed they were fine. They found out that they were COVID COVID positive and that my nieces and nephew were directly exposed just as we were arriving for our family Christmas dinner. We didn't even get out of the car and unload before my sister got the text. And she immediately masked, packed us up, and we drove back home from the Central Valley. Everyone was devastated and mad, and Christmas was done before it started. So this year, somehow, by a miracle, we made it through my daughter's December birthday, through Christmas, and actually through a quick New Year's beach trip without a COVID cancel. So I am definitely feeling blessed. And I did realize, though, that after last year's experience, that when it comes to loss and missing family members who have passed away, it's much easier to be mad than sad. This year, I definitely felt all the feels and had some emotion over the holidays. So it would appear that we are starting out 2022 with a lot of uncertainty. Again, I am wondering how to stay true to our Maumee Mates ideals where we're raising a generation to be mindful of the planet and people on it in the middle of another COVID surge. So if you haven't already, feel free to listen to my October's podcast around uncertainty, where I talk about how these uncertain times are actually a building block for hope. And I'm reminding myself again of the same construct, so I'm right there with you. And I sure do feel hopeful for this next year, for 2022. I wanted the start of the new year to be a little bit of a clearer path, but that's not exactly what we're getting. So I am going to focus this month's podcast on how to start our year with intention. Just today, I was listening to our online church service where our senior minister was talking about how you shouldn't look in places where you don't want to go. Don't look in places where you don't want to go. And I thought, That's a perfect sentiment for starting off this year with intention. I want to go to a place away from the fear of COVID. So maybe that means that I don't need to spend an hour or two a day on the internet looking at every article I can find on COVID. I want to live a life with less stress. So maybe that means that I prioritize meditation and exercise over listening to the news and looking at my social media accounts. I want to have this quality beginning of the year with my senior before she goes off to college in the fall. So maybe that means I let go of being right and constantly feeling like I need to teach lessons over being happy and staying in the moment with her while she's still living in my home.
So during this precious time of ending one year and stepping into another, I am super aware that the beginning and the endings are important. Psychologically, there are actually studies that show that the beginning and the endings of things are what we remember best. These studies will tell you that when it comes to order, you want to either be like first or last in an audition or interview because this is how our brain remembers things. So knowing this, it puts even more importance on starting this year strong. This is what New Year's resolutions are actually all about. So when I think about being mindful for ending my year strong and for starting this year with intention, I actually want to share a family tradition with you that encapsulates these ideas. For the last 16 years, we've done an end of the year practice called the burning bowl, followed the next week by this white stone ceremony. So let me explain, because I'm sure you're wondering what in the world that's all about. I just use burning bowl and stone in the same sentence, and I don't really want to give you the wrong idea. I have to give a shout out to my church, Unity Palo Alto. I would love to take credit for these traditions, but they are actually the ones that introduced these beautiful rituals to our family. Let me explain. The burning bowl is all about letting go of what didn't serve you in the year that you just lived through. So typically, in the last Sunday service before the end of the year, upon entering our sanctuary, we'd be given these small strips of paper, and once we were in the service, we would be asked to reflect on the past year. This was an opportunity to take some time and pause and digest all the joys and the challenges that you just experienced. And then during the service, they would ask us when we were having a prayer and meditation time to sit silently and privately reflect on your past year. And you might notice that there would be a situation or an idea that might pop up that didn't serve you or that there's something that you wish that you could just leave in the past. And when those ideas came to you, or when those things that you didn't want to carry into the next year came to you, you were supposed to write them down on the strip of paper. Then after the prayer time had passed, they would invite us row by row to walk outside the sanctuary and then um, actually drop this piece of paper into a burning urn where it would burn, So it would symbolically be the release of the things that we had written on our paper. And this ritual was all about letting go. And since COVID and our virtual services have been part of the last two burning bowl traditions, we've done this virtually at home with our families in a safe way, of course. So if you didn't do something like this and you want to, it is definitely not too late you can do the same thing in January. You can take a moment to reflect and write down things that didn't serve you or that you want to be free from going into 2022. And then you can take this piece of paper and you could burn the paper again, only if it's safe to do so. Mommy mates, kids, get your parents help. Or you could rip the paper and throw it away. Um, Anything to symbolically let whatever go that you don't want to carry into 2022. So then that's the burning bowl. Then the following week, the first Sunday after the new year, we would participate in the white stone tradition. 
So when we entered our sanctuary, we were given this beautiful white stone. And these stones actually came from the Hebron area in Israel. These particular stones have a long history of being used in rituals where you're being given a clean slate. And the ones that our family has are about one inch, just to give you an idea, are about one inch by two inches in size, and they're, and they're narrow, so they're small, and they can fit in your hand. So we each carry our stone into the sanctuary, and then during the prayer and meditation time of the service, we're asked to think about what we want more of for the year ahead, and then to write that word or that idea on your stone. And for me, I loved this idea of having a power word for the year. And whereas with the burning bowl, the things that we want to let go of when we would write it down, that was often private unless you wanted to share it. Your power word was supposed to be written on your stone so that you could display it where you could see it or you could keep it with you someplace easily accessible like your pocket or your purse or your car And that would be a reminder of this energy that you wanted to fill your new year with. So again, if you haven't done something like this and you want to, you could do this as well. It does not have to be an Israeli white stone. It could be a a rock or a marble or a gray stone or a crafting tile. Anything that you can easily write or paint on, it would work. So like I said, we've been doing this for 16 years, and most of the time before COVID, we would do these traditions at church one week apart. And when there would be times where we're traveling over the holidays, we missed a service, we'd still do this tradition with our family. And I've actually saved all of our stones over the years just to go back and look at our power words for the years. But these last two years, everything's been remote. So last year, when I knew that these rituals would be done separately from our church congregation, I decided that I wanted to make it a family tradition for our immediate family, but that I also wanted to pass it on to close friends and family. So as you guys know, I had started Mommy Mates, and as a business owner, I actually purchased these white stones for my community building exercise with my extended friends and family circle. And I shared this burning bowl and white stone tradition with them in hopes to connect others to their source and their power and to help them have a collective consciousness around ending and starting the year strong. Because last year, especially after the COVID pandemic of 2020, I figured we needed this reminder on how important it is to be intentional. And this year I'm feeling exactly the same. So again, 2021, we're remote from the in-person church services. And one of my favorite memories of the holiday was actually during this time, it was the day after my daughter's 16th birthday, this was supposed to be our big family day. The original idea was that the kids were going to get their COVID birth booster shots early in the morning. And then we'd go up to San Francisco and have a day with our girls. Maybe we'd take them to this fancy afternoon tea at the Palace Hotel or go shopping in Union Square. But then that plan got modified because 
we thought, hey, better to stay closer to home and maybe do a hike with the girls and the dogs, just in case they had a reaction to their boosters. But we got much needed nonstop rain during that week. So that forced us to modify our family plans again. And I was, okay, I was annoyed because this was the first day in months since Ed, my husband, has taken time off work. And so I was kind of mini hellbent on making this day super meaningful. So we had scrapped all the grand San Francisco plans and our plans to take the dogs on an outdoor hike. So we just decided that the day was going to look like COVID boosters in the morning, take the girls to a local lunch spot that we really wanted to try, and then go home together and watch a movie. So we had a delicious lunch, and we were on our way home after getting the boosters to watch our movie. And we had, you know, kind of snuck in an errand there where we'd stop by the church to pick up our virtual goodie bag. So this goodie bag was like taped on the window, and it would give families, if you ask for it, your Christmas Eve candles for the Christmas Eve candle, uh, the Christmas Eve service, and then papers for the burning bowl, and then our white stones for all our holiday services. So we'd get all our stuff. So we park in the parking lot of our church, and I run in to get my family bag that I know is going to be taped on the outside of the window when I see our senior minister working inside. So I go in and I say hello, and we talk for a few minutes. And then I remembered, oh, yeah, my family's sitting out in the car, and I told him I needed to go. And so he said, hey, you know, wish them all a happy holiday. And then I got this impromptu idea, and I said, hey, why don't you, why don't you come out with us and wish them a happy holiday yourself? And as we were walking out, I said, would you be willing to do a family prayer for us? And of course he was, because he's a minister. So when we got to the car, I have my minister by my side, and there would absolutely be no grousing as my family, you know, has to get out of the car. And we go over and walk over to this covered atrium area, and we're getting ready for our family prayer. And our family, when we say prayer, we just always join hands. So we, we joined hands with our minister, and we're standing hand in hand, and I got this idea that, like, I wanted to actually lead the prayer first. And so I did, and I had this opportunity to share with each of my immediate family members what I had hoped for for them and for me as we entered our holiday season and the new year. And then our minister, John, blessed us as well with this beautiful prayer. And it was such a holiday gift to have this unplanned moment with my family. And I definitely consider it another mini miracle of the season that I, that I experienced. So like I was saying, this was our second year that we did our burning bowl and white stone ritual outside of the church with close family. And it was absolutely beautiful. I even, um, in the last week shared it with one other really close friend and she was just so touched. And I gave her six stones to, to, you know, do this with her family. Um, and so, you know, it's really been meaningful to the people that I've shared this with. And, um, I want to just tell you that like when I started 2020, so the last two years we've been virtual, my power word for 2020 was courage. And I really had no idea how much courage I would need going into 2020. I had knee surgery. I ended a 12 year career. I went into lockdown due to a worldwide pandemic. My dad died unexpectedly. 
there was lots of fear and anxiety and pain. Then there was lots of beauty and the realization of strength and love all around me and that of my own strength and love. And in 2020, I finally got Mommy Mate solidified. and That took a lot of courage. I recognized my worth outside a job title, which took courage. I buried my dad and allowed my family to see me really vulnerable, which took courage. I recovered from knee surgery and pivoted to new physical interests other than running, also courageous. I navigated a household that was full of agitated, uncomfortable, and maybe even slightly depressed family members when I was actually often feeling like I just wanted to hide until it was over. So that was all courageous. My power word for 2021 was connection. I kind of think I knocked it out of the ballpark. I continued to try and make meaningful connections with friends and family throughout the pandemic, respecting myself and others in our perceptions around what was COVID safe. You know, I would try to really meet people where they were at while still honoring my own feelings for safety. So like what this could look like is maybe instead of going on a walk together, we could have a phone call and go for a walk at the same time. Or instead of hosting a big gathering that had, you know, four different families, maybe we would do these one-on-one family gatherings with our family and another family that were a couple weeks apart. I tried to be intentional about staying connected with those that I cared about. And I also really tried to pay better attention to the interactions that left me feeling energized and those interactions with people that left me feeling depleted. And I made new connections and increased my connections based on these observations. I started this podcast where the main purpose is to connect with others and help you guys and myself to feel less alone. So that was 2021. For 2022, my main goal is to continue to be a rock star mom and a wife that my family wants to be around while at the same time holding on to my own truth and authenticity. For anyone raising teenagers, you know that this is not always easy to do. There are so many times that I see myself in a very, very different way than the things I hear from my family. I mean, sometimes it literally feels like I am being slapped in the face with a snarky comment, or I'm shocked at how quickly something can go wrong or the mood can change. Like I can have the best intentions to have a wonderful time with my family and I might say the wrong thing or look the wrong way or the girls might be in a mood or they might fight and bicker or Ed might just piss me off. (laughs) And somehow my best laid plans for the day or for the moment are unraveling before my eyes. So this year, in an attempt to curb this dynamic, I've decided that my burning bull construct to let go of is that I'm going to let go of criticism and the feeling like things or people are conspiring against me. So that's what I dropped into my burning bull for 2021. My white stone power word for 2022 is nourish. I want to leave things better than I found them. I want to nourish others and myself in the things that I do and that I say. 
I want to be intentional about what I allow to occupy my time. I will mentally check in more often and ask myself, is what I am doing nourishing my soul, my mind, my body? Are these words and action, are they nourishing to others? So I want to leave situations better than I found it. Am I doing that? So nourish is my power word, and I'm going to try to be very intentional about it. And I would encourage anyone listening to think about starting your own year with intention. How do you want to, how do you want to be? How do you want to show up? What can you let go of to make better in this year ahead? What's your super strength or your power word that you want to focus on? As a mommy mate, raising a generation who's aware of their power and responsibility to the planet and people on it, we definitely all play a part. And as people are discovering what mommy mates is all about, I want to be a source where others can feel good about the own things that they're doing in their own lives and set traditions for their own family. Each one of you can start the year with a mindset of intention. And I'm happy to think that you might take any of these traditions I've shared as a stepping stone for you to morph into any, anything that might fit into your own life and feel good for you. My personal mission with Mommy Mates is to connect with others and to stamp my legacy. And in that spirit, moving forward this year, I want to bring some of my closest friends and family on this podcast to discuss Mommy Mates issues that challenge and connect us. So stay tuned for that collaboration coming and up in my next podcast. Until then, thank you for listening, Mommy Mates. Let's Mommy Mates on and continue to enjoy the soul work of leaving our legacy.